0: Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. So, what is there to actually talk about in regards to actual football news? Not much. I mean, the big news this week was Doug Peterson was put on the the COVID list. He's out of, you know, the facility here for minimum. It looks like ten days. He had tested positive. He's asymptomatic. So, Deuce Staley is technically the head coach right now. Um, but that's it. They're just they're not even doing any type of practices yet. It's more just weight training, you know, physical conditioning, things like that. You are seeing them lifting there. Everybody has their mask on when they're in the gym. The position groups are getting together outside of the facility with their coaches. So, I mean, there are things happening, but this is just... its You knew this is what was coming, but this is unprecedented. I mean, there really is no news. Like, if this was last season, right now we're talking about training camp. And what we're talking about an actual training camp. We're talking about who's impressing in training camp. We're talking about who's impressing in terms of like what what undrafted guy or what late round pick or what surprise is going to potentially make the team. We're, uh, we're we'd be preparing for game 1 of the preseason. There is no preseason now. We're going straight into week 1, hopefully. Because again, the method that they're using here of you know, no bubble. I just I'm not a fan of it. And uh, an idea that, you know, had been discussed, like we said, is creating a mini bubble in each city, which would mean each team gets a hotel, let's just say. And you know what I mean? Essentially what they do is they bubble off in their own city where nobody comes in that hotel, everybody there, the workers, everybody's in that hotel. You have a facility maybe in that hotel to train, um, but you are just bussed to the stadium and and back from games and whatnot. And since you're not staying overnight in you know, different cities, you can kind of, in a way, bubble yourself off. And the Saints are doing that for training camp. It's going to be interesting to see how it works because I think that's the best way to make this work. But that's not what's happening. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just want football. And I, I wish they would take, the, again... It's a lot better to overdo something than underdo it here, especially in this situation, in this circumstance. If we want football, I'd rather see people overreact so we get it versus underreact. But we are what we are, and again, there's no real news. Um, so what I wanted to do is I'm just going to go through the team here, and I'm going to essentially say who I think is going to be starting come game one, barring you know health. Uh, so number uh, the quarterback, obviously, is going to be Carson Wentz. Uh, the running back is going to be clearly Miles Sanders. The number two running back right now looks like it's going to be uh, Boston Scott and Corey Clement. And then, you know, uh, Holyfield and 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 Killen's Warren, those guys are going to battle for the fourth running back spot. And you don't know, maybe they keep five. Again, we're not going to get any look at these guys in the preseason. So who knows? It's just going to be practice that determines who makes the team, which is crazy. Wide receivers, it looks like you're going to start with, because Goodwin has opted out, so he won't be uh, playing this year. So it looks like on one side you're going to have Rager, the other side I'm assuming you're going to have Jackson. And then Ward is your slot. And remember, you also have Arthaga Whiteside, I'd assume he'll get some run. And Alshon Jeffrey eventually coming back. But that would be the, the main contingent of wide receivers. You have Hightower, Quez Watkins. Now, though, with Goodwin opting out, those guys stand a better shot to make the team. Uh, specifically, Quez Watkins. But it's it's crazy. Now, tight end, obviously, Ertz and Goddard. Um, your offensive line, the starting offensive line, the plan is Dillard, Ciamalo, Kelsey, Peters, and Johnson. Which is very, very good. That's a very good offensive line. Defensive line... Um your DNs look like they're gonna be Graham and um Derek Barnett. Your defensive tackles are gonna be Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson, those three rotating. Your linebackers now if it's base where you're gonna have four or three linebackers, which they're not gonna have if ever, but it would be T J Edwards in the middle, I'm assuming Jatavius Bryant and uh Nate Gary. Your secondary looks like it's going to be Avante Maddox on one side, Darius Slay on the other, Nicole Roby Coleman as your slot corner, and then your safeties are Will Parks and Rodney McLeod with Jalen Mills, I'm guessing, playing more of that hybrid safety position. Uh, Special teams, Jake Elliott is the kicker, Uh, Cameron Johnston will be the punter, kick returner, that's a really good question, punt returner. That's a really good question. It could be a rookie. It could be uh, Jalen Rager. It could be uh, Corey Clement returning kicks. It could be Boston Scott returning kicks. Greg Ward did punt returning. Who knows? Uh, that'll be something. That, again, there's no real testing this out. This is all going to be determined in practice. It's just it's so bizarre. And these first couple games of the season, this will be a year now. If the, and again, you know, fingers crossed the season's completed. But this will be a year where I could see a team come out of the gate one and three, and then all of a sudden they start playing like you know a house on fire because they figured out where to put people finally after you know four weeks essentially using the the first four games as a preseason. So I'm not going to rush to make any judgments on any teams early in the year, but I, again, it's not there's only 16 games, so it's not like you could just say ah you know whatever we're going to punt this game against the Redskins and try to figure out what we are. No, that's not how it works. If you do that, I mean, th- th- this is, in the NFL, every single game counts. It all matters. Next week, I think we're going to get some more news, though, because I, I'd i assume we're going to start at least doing some type of practicing. I remember the guidelines I laid out. I, who knows what's going to change, what could change. But, you know, we're we're still about two weeks away from padded practices where you're going to really start hearing some stuff. But, again, I don't even know what you're going to hear because I don't know what the media availability is for this. I'd assume the media can go if they're standing at a far enough distance. And then hopefully we get some reports. But again, it's all going to be secondhand knowledge, which I hate because you're not using your own eyes to see things. Um, and again, you're forming your opinions off of what somebody's writing or saying or what their vision of what they're seeing out there is. So it's all difficult. Uh, what I figured I would talk about, though, is you know we do have some other sports going on. Uh, right now we're currently... Uh, I'm a big golf guy. There's a PGA Championships going on. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. I'm recording this Thursday night. Uh, Tiger shot an opening round two under par 68. He's putting with a new putter. It's a little longer. It helps his back a little bit, and I thought he putted fantastic today. I know he missed three par putts inside of you know about 10 feet, but he made a lot of putts over 15 feet today, which was very big. It looks like the guys who played in the morning versus the guys who played in the afternoon got a big advantage, about a shot more on the field. But it's supposed to be windier tomorrow, and uh, who knows what it's going to be like in the morning there. And it's nuts. In San Francisco, they're playing this. It's like, we're in the middle of summer here, and these guys are wearing sweaters. You know, Tiger had a thing around his neck for the morning. It's crazy. It's just crazy how San Francisco weather is like so much colder than it is everywhere else in the country. It's nuts. Other news, you know, you got the NBA, and by the way, the NBA is working perfectly. Their bubble has worked perfectly. I get it; it's almost impossible for the NFL to do such a thing because, again, when you think about building all these practice fields or um, these fields for them to play, what about practices? You know, teams are spying, like the Patriots. So, how would you be able to film? Like, I that part, I you know, I never really thought of it. And yes, that could be very, very difficult. I, I didn't think of that, but. Yeah, the NBA has been fantastic. They've had no problems. looks like they're going to complete their season with no issues. Baseball has been the problem here. You know, the Marlins had their outbreak. The Cardinals had their outbreak. It looks like the Marlins, you know, the rumors are that they were at a strip club. And this is how this happened, even though Derek Jeter's refuting that. And then the rumor with the Cardinals was the players went to a casino. Doesn't it blow your mind? You think that these guys are on the road and the plan should be you stay home. You stay in your hotel and yet they're not doing that. Which I thought was just you know common sense at this point that you would stay in your room, like you're traveling for a game, not for like this isn't leisure anymore, and you have to be very careful. And again, it, it, I know it was like 19 players on the Marlins, and I'm pretty sure. Again, now I'm not going to quote myself because I didn't really look that into it, but I haven't heard of anything, so I'm assuming nobody was really symptomatic for the Marlins, which is great news. But that also leads to these players thinking, well, whatever, I'm just going to go out, nothing's going to happen to me. But the thing is. You testing positive shuts down your team, which is a big problem. Now, that's what the NFL is doing, though. That's the method they're using. They're using baseball's method, which has been—it it hasn't been really a disaster. I mean, I get it. It's had its problems, but it's had two teams that have been problematic. And, and that is concerning. And remember this, too, with baseball. It's not as physical a sport in terms of contact like the NFL is. And there's more players in the NFL. I know the NFL has put in protocols where they can't leave their rooms, so things like this shouldn't happen. But again, you have to play these things out to the lowest common denominator. If you have one person who just doesn't give a crap and goes and breaks the rules, and that person gets it, he brings it in the locker room, then a lot more people are going to test positive, even if they've done everything right. So, I don't know. I, I just want football. I want football so much. And I the, the reason we get hard on it is, is it, it's possible. We're not talking about football because it's going to take some you know, miracle for it to happen. It shouldn't. It's very easy to do it in a safe way if you essentially create a mini bubble in each city. People say, oh my god, but what about the players? Uh, how are they going to see their family? Like, Their family could come in, their immediate family, people they live with could come into the bubble. They all live in the same hotel room if they want. Now the problem is you come in, you can't go out. And I get it. It's difficult. I'm not saying it's ideal. But I mean, these are your options. Do you want to play football? Like, there's a lot of money here. So I mean, I, and if you don't want to, you opt out. It's that simple. And the NFL did their opt-out deadline, I believe it's today, because it was a $150,000 stipend or three fifty. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like that money is given to you or it's, Taken from your future and whatever it is, but the problem was there's people that think like if you're a guy who's probably not going to make the team, maybe you should just opt out, so you're guaranteed some type of salary, which makes a boatload of sense. But again, it's also somebody essentially giving a you know up on their maybe their dream because remember, out of sight, out of mind, and I I, and I think that's not talked about enough. If you're out of sight and out of mind and somebody comes in and fills your position, Like you know what I mean? Like That next season, even if you outperform that person in the preseason and training camp, if that person performed during the regular season, they will have a leg up on you and they will be more trusted because at least you know what you're getting with them. Devil you know versus the devil you don't always works in the NFL, and I can't blame coaches for that because it makes the most sense. You want to be able to consistently rely on somebody. You want to believe in something as a coach. And you're not going to cut guys that are successful or consistent or you know what you're going to get versus somebody, even if this person practices well. Because I could tell you a million stories about preseason guys that played really well in the preseason and that did not show up in the regular season. It happens all the time. Because in the preseason, remember, you're not getting the best from each team. You're not getting the game plans you're going to get. You're not going to get all the um, you know accoutrement, essentially, from other teams in terms of, what they're gonna throw at you. You're not gonna see, you know, stunts like you'll see on defensive lines if you're evaluating offensive linemen. You're not gonna see, you know, defensive coverages. You're not gonna see blitz packages. You're not gonna see a lot of things. So this sucks. And it just sucks for our country. It sucks for everybody involved. I, I we all love sports and again we want it done as safe as possible. I just wish The NFL would have adopted the policy that each team in their own city had to create a bubble. And then the NFL put medical professionals in each hotel to make sure things were followed and protocols were followed and everything was monitored correctly. The NBA has created their own league bubble and it's clearly working. MLS is clearly working and the NHL is clearly working. Problem is the NFL wasn't going to be able to do that too many players, too many coaches, fine. Okay, if you're not going to be able to do it in terms of creating the land and the space and all that stuff, then why not just do this mini bubble thing? Because here's the thing. We're going to see if the Saints work. Now, the thing is with the Saints, I don't know what their protocols are. And again, I don't know how how lax they're going to be with people coming in and out of that hotel. But if the Saints, let's say, take this very serious and they are not letting anybody in, they're not letting anybody out, you watch, they're going to get through training camp with no problem. And then the NFL is going to be like, well, you know what, had we known this? I'm thinking, what do you mean had you known this? It's common sense. You're seeing it with the NBA. And you can tell me all day, well, you know, we're still going to be traveling. Well, the plan is you travel to a game the day of and you leave the night of. You never stay over in a city. So let's just say this. If you're playing the Giants and the Giants are clean, right, and the Eagles are clean, Philadelphia travels there. Their, Their flight, everybody on their flight is clean. They go right to the stadium. They leave the stadium, they get right back on their private plane and come home. And guess what then? In theory, everything is clean. The problem is with the baseballs because they're staying in hotels and and then, like I said, people are going to strip clubs or they're going to casinos, then you'll find problems. But if you keep everything clean, then you shouldn't have any issues and I just wish the n f l adopted this policy, and they had four months to figure this out, and this is the best they could come up with. It's disheartening, and I don't know what's going to happen with the helmets. I knew the plan was for some shield. I don't see it yet. Now, again, they haven't started practicing yet, but again, you would think you would know by now, like, what's the helmet going to look like? Um, There's just so many questions still. I just want football. And I think, like I said, my frustration comes because I believe it's very doable. But hopefully, come next week, we're going to start having some news. You know, I mean, this this thing is, it, it's just, it's so boring. And I was looking so much forward to this point in the year. Like, this would have been my first year talking about the preseason, giving you my sleepers, telling you guys I like watching. Because, like I said, I'm a big-time fan of the preseason. I like seeing guys work from the bottom to make teams. It's so much fun to me. Um, and it just gets you so amped for the regular season. Because, like, I mean, again, it's... You're not seeing any starters anymore. The preseason is much different than it was 10 years ago. You're not seeing starters playing into the third quarter in preseason games. Those days are over. Um, but it it is interesting to see guys like a Deshaun Hall work his way onto the team last year. Like I said, Trey Burton years ago making his uh, way onto a team. It's just a bummer. We're not going to get it. And it's a bummer for me personally, because like, I mean, selfishly, I wanted to cover it, go over it, give you my roster projections, who's going to be the first cuts, who are guys I definitely think are going to get cut, um, who's impressing, who, who's coming out of nowhere, who's pushed, like, what veteran then has to work out? You know what I mean? I thought they would have had a lot of competition at linebacker, guy I'm a big fan of, Alex Singleton, right? Where's this leave a guy like that? Now where's it leave a guy, though, like Stuart Bradley? What about, you know, Duke Riley's position to be the, like, who's going to be the linebackers? Like, are, are you, I'm saying, Brian, I mean, maybe it's Riley. He's the outside linebacker starter. Maybe it's, you know, Alex Singleton. These guys were on the team last year, but you don't know. And I thought Alex Singleton was going to have a big preseason. I was waiting for that man to impress. I personally think he's better than Nate Gary. You know, for some reason, the Eagles coaches don't. Ken Vigiole the linebacker's coach. I don't know if he, obviously, he clearly doesn't agree. I don't know what Schwartz's input is. I mean, it is his defense. But again, just because it's his defense, a lot of the times these guys do secede to the position coach. They trust their judgment. That's why they're there. Next week, hopefully, we have news. Hopefully, we have something to talk about. Hopefully, we have an idea of what the season is going to look like. Hopefully, we have some protocols in place that we could talk about that are set up. And like I said, hopefully we get some news from New Orleans on what's going on with them to see if their thing is working. Because if it is, that should be the plan. I do want to thank everybody for listening to the new norm. As always, stay safe, stay safe, stay educated. Or stay... Wow, I can't even speak anymore. I'm losing my mind. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. And as always... Go birds.